You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Well, welcome aboard, everybody. This is Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing with Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Uh, here we are on December 10th of, uh, of 2020. So, um, all right, we, we've got a, a, a big show coming up here. Um, seem to be having a, a missing Jim for, for just a second here. So that's, that's why you're, you're listening to me bringing, uh, bringing the intro here. So I'm going to monologue this by, by doing a, a slight a slight rant, and it's okay because they they know the the rant that uh, that I'm talking about here. Um, for for folks who don't know, um, I'm going to pronounce it properly the way that it is meant to be uh, meant to be pronounced here. SEM Rush um, has gone through a massive um, rebrand over uh, over the last 24 hours. Um, they made a, a move that I don't quite understand. So I'm just going to like sort of poke at them a, a little bit here. It is an absolutely fine tool. I use it. Um, great. So this isn't really a dig at them um, on, on the rebrand. In fact, a lot of it, I, I think is great. They, they put some more vibrant colors. You can go over to brand.semrush.com uh, to get a feel for it. Um, here's what I find uh, personally kind of curious in, uh, in this whole thing. Um, is that they, there, there's been, for, for folks who don't know, an ongoing debate um, by, you know, sort of whether the, the sort of pronunciation of SEM Rush. Um, the, the logo itself um, contained capitalized S, E, and M, and then a lowercase Rush, um, logically following with the search engine marketing acronym. Um, well, they decided um, on their on their brand page, and why I, I don't know, um, to actually put an audio file to end this debate and refer to it. Their, their logo now starts with a capital S, lowercase e m, and then rush, um, and, and an actual audio going. The way to pronounce this is semrush. Uh, now, there's been people doing it. It's been like the the gif jif um sort of debate it's it's been sort of a, a fun argument anecdotally speaking and, and a few other people have noticed it um roughly the same um it seems to be that folks um in the eu and and sort of non uh not in north america um tended to lean not exclusively but tended to lean to samrush um and folks in north america again not exclusively um tended to lean to sem rush probably following the the acronym at any rate, uh, their audio, I would never, if I were them, have taken a stand on that one way or the other, um, because it was quite honestly a, a fun little debate to, to sort of watch among the community conferences. You'd, you'd get people 
making that exact same debate. I can't count the number of times that I was in them. Um, that's now over. They've gone SEMrush. Now, taking my own personal opinion that that is incorrect because I don't call it SEO when I'm doing doing SEO, but it, but at any rate, um, it is their brand, so they get to sort of decide that. Uh, I think they've lost a, a fun a fun opportunity um, to get that exposure just out on the floor. If I were them, I, I would have stuck to what they had done and just pulled back rather than um, sort of alienating part of their their community. Like basically, they've they've told folks like me, um, "You're wrong," um, which I, I don't take that personally and I'm not crying any rivers but I don't think that's something that you want to do especially when you're in a field with with so much competition at any rate so um but do give it a witness uh, that is the only thing that I saw that I sort of went I don't get that I think it was a bad decision um on on their part to to try and end that debate um but nonetheless um I, I think a lot of their their brand um you know sort of switch was a great call they've changed the the fireball um, I like the new one. Some people do, some people don't, but that's going to happen with any, any brand. I think Google could probably move the G a pixel and people are going to have opinions on it. So, so that's going to happen. Um, right now you may notice that that'll explain, <clears throat> I have noticed on, on some of their social profiles that there's a little bit of one, a little bit of another, um, you know, obviously they're still doing some cleanup right now, um, to, to sort of standardize their brand identity. Um, but, uh, but either way, um, I think that is, uh, you know, I, I wish them luck. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Will it hurt their business? I doubt it. Um, but I, uh, I don't know if, um, perhaps it, it might hurt a, a little bit on the, on the customer loyalty among the people that you just said are wrong again in a, in a pretty uh, competitive landscape right now who might look at other ones and go, you know, if somebody does the same thing cheaper or somebody does a little bit more for the same price, um, you know, w- would I switch? If they lost a little bit of loyalty, that, that might not have been a bad call. So if you have an opportunity to have a fl- friendly debate over your brand, my advice would be uh, just leave that friendly debate taking place over your, over your brand. It keeps the conversation alive and off of some points that you might not want people discussing. At any rate, um, one of the um, additional uh, sort of moving on to, to direct um, sort of SEO, um, SEO sort of rantings. Um, Google's Danny Sullivan um, said, and this, this is going to be a, a fun one for me, Google's Danny Sullivan um, said that Google does and did provide, quote unquote, transparency, transparency, pardon that, and uh, guidance around its core updates. Now, I, I do find that they do, and I, I understand the catch-22 kind of scenario that they're in. They can provide some information and try and assist um, people in recovery, of course, not every core is going to be the same. So it's going to be more or less the, the same regurgitation of, of advice each time they do. Um, they can try to, if they give too much specific information, you're going to distract people and, and keep their, you know, take their eye off the, the long game of what they're supposed to be focusing on, um, you know, user experience, producing good content, those sorts of things. Um, but to me, Google using a term like transparency and guidance in this case, as it relates to SEO and core updates, seems a lot to me like their use of exact match in in paid search. It is a very blurry um, sort of area because they have not provided transparency as far as we did one. Um, Yes, um, so occasionally, not every time, but occasionally it kind of affected this area or we're trying to roll out and do better with mobile or answer people's questions, perhaps. Um, but when I think of transparency, that's, that's not what I think of. If, if one of my clients came to me and said, David, we would like a transparent report on what you've been doing for the last year. If I said, I did some SEO stuff and I tried to improve your rankings, that's basically the level of transparency, in my opinion, that they that they are providing. Maybe a little more, a little more detail in in some cases, but um, you know, more akin to me going, oh, we optimized some on page content, we tried to get some links to 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 your site, um, and we built some new posts that we thought would acquire links or drive some new traffic. Right, like it, it's it's a very topical um, sort of piece of advice. Again, a, as an SEO and as somebody who remembers the, the and, and worked in and, and as an affiliate marketer back when I got my start abused, um, the, the earliest um, sort of stages of, um, uh, of Google's algorithm that, that was, was a lot easier. I don't blame them the more detail they gave. Um, 
you know, sort of the more information we had to abuse them, probably the clearest example there would be um, when they started showing us a green bar for page rank, uh, for people who don't remember the, the page rank as a, as a green bar. Um, basically, it's, it's a scale of one to 10 that Google then provided us. Um, and basically, it allowed SEOs to monetize um, their, their results and, and sell links, I, I remember, and you might have even heard me mention on the show before, um, you know, a page rank six, I could rent those out at $500 a month. So that's it there. So circling back, I understand why they can't be um, as transparent as, as maybe I might like when it comes to core updates, but um, for them to say they are transparent, I, I think, as I say, it's a lot like them saying exact match in, in paid search. It's not actually uh, what they're doing. <laughs> I, I think their terminology is wrong. Um, I, I don't blame them, but don't make a claim that you can't actually live up to. So don't call it exact and don't say you're being transparent. You're not. But um, Jim, welcome, uh, welcome back, and uh, we missed you, Matt. I am so sorry. You know what? You know what I just saw. I've I've never seen this before. I just saw the Windows 10 blue screen of death. It's well, that... frightening looking. It has. <laughs> it, I'm, I'm serious. It, it it has its own QR code and everything. Um, so sorry. Just as the intro music goes, boom! I get blue screened. My computer had to reset itself uh, for no apparent reason. That's okay. All, all you missed um, was me ragging a little bit and now on SEM Rush. Unbelievable. Nope, I can hear you. <laughs> uh, all right, Jim is apparently frozen, so that's okay because I've got just, well, you know what? Regular um, listeners to the show um, will be absolutely aware that I can basically talk on any given subject um, at, uh, well, and so, so my clients and unfortunately my wife uh, understand that I can go on, on on basically any subject. So And now I'm back. I'm so sorry. I got frozen. I got, this has to happen every Zoom yeah. meeting. <laughs> All right. But um, this is the last of our disasters. I swear to you. I swear to God. Perfect. Um, I was going to take uh, take us too, so I'll just follow the, the tangent to Please my do. favorite, my favorite, favorite uh, title um, of, of the week, um, just because of the way that it could be misunderstood. This is over on Search Engine Journal uh, by Matt Southern. Google's John Mueller, colon, no black hat SEO on adult websites. So this could ta- be taken as don't do black hat, which is what he actually meant, or it could just mean Black Hat doesn't exist on on adult websites. Um, and it, it's funny because as soon as I read that, I thought, but by the song and by what I'd heard, it says you can leave your hat on. Indeed. <laughs> Bad I, How much honest to goodness SEO goes into the adult industry? I mean, there's universe, uh, user experience 100% goes into the adult industry. Um, technical SEO, 100% goes into the adult industry. But people don't go to adult sites for the articles, so there's not a lot of keyword matching. <laughs> valid, valid point. Now, what, well, I'm, I guess what I'm trying to get at is what kind of black hat is uh, is John really talking about here? Yeah, it, it is curious, and I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what. Like, let, let's just, we all know that first off. They're probably going to do it anyway. I mean, we are in a battleground that in casinos, right? Like we are in a battleground that is no holds barred and, and, and just churning um, websites. Not, not all of them, I'm sure, but many of them, right? I mean, there's, there's a, a few notables uh, Pornhub puts out their like data consistently on what's going on during conventions and this and that clearly Absolutely. They something to protect their brand, to protect their rankings and those sort of things. They, they wouldn't be like, no, I could see optimization at Pornhub. I could see optimization at Uporn or any of the other um, aggregators. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, um, uh, many of the uh, the Harry Palm crowd out there, um, how many of you? <laughs> Don't raise how many of you are um, are searching for your porn through Google? Um, and why? So, so what you're saying is it's probably going to end up being more like an Amazon scenario where you just go straight where you want to go. You don't bother going to Google. Well, yeah, I kind of, except, um, you know, Amazon is screwing all of America's small business and Pornhub. I mean, basically you just go screw yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. 
so bad. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's all just right. Really. <laughs> um, I'll let you pick the, the story this time. What story would you like to go to? Well, you know what? This this one I want to get up front and uh, uh, straight out there because it's uh, it's a sad story, sort of, but it's also a great story. Great, Greg Sterling, one of the first people to, um, like, like, when we talk about professional coverage of the search marketing world, one of the first people I would think of is Greg. Um, he's leaving Third Door Media and, and Search Engine Land. He's off to um, somewhere in South Florida. That's the only hint we have of his future. But um, he's going to be doing something in South Beach. That's all we know. But he's uh, Greg Sterling, who's covered the search marketing world for the last 15 years at um, Search Engine Watch, then Search Engine Land, and then uh, uh, for, search for Third Door Media is uh leaving the business moving on and on you know on behalf of everybody at webmaster radio thanks greg um we've honestly relied on your coverage yeah yeah no that's i I know i read that too and i was like oh i mean it's always that mix right like we read that often where it's like i'm glad you're going off to do a new thing and have a great time and clearly this is a good move for you it's like when jill left the industry but at the same time jill whalen for for my listeners who, who, who may not know who i'm referring to but it's like, oh, uh, it's, it's kind of sad. It's like the end of a thing um, yeah. as, as, as people go. But I guess somebody has to leave for all of the myriad uh, of new and, and interesting voices that we have um, constantly entering all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Greg, again, on behalf of everybody, man, what a run. Thank you so much, brother. Indeed. Um, the core update, you might have said this earlier while I was experiencing blue screen of death technical difficulties, but the 2020 core update, December core update is still rolling out. Um, Google has been somewhat transparent about that. <laughs> uh, um, what do you think? There's winners and losers that are already coming up in search press. I know search metrics is, is releasing their winners and losers lists. Um, but I, I still think if it's still rolling out, it's much too early to tell. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've got, well, not big swings. Um, and overall, when I look at seven-day views, um, everything's pretty consistent with, with what um, I would expect. But the pendulum is going back and forth. I, I've got a client that overall is consistently up, but day-to-day, um, the, the, the pendulum is, is swinging. And fortunately, I've done this enough time, um, and fortunately – um, you know, they, they understand that this happens during updates and, and they actually messaged me on the first one going, I noticed that we just dropped for this term, but I know you mentioned there's an update. So I'm not really worried about that. Sure enough, they're actually now higher than they were before, but I, they've been working with me for six years. And every time there's an update, I'm like, this went down, this went up. Don't worry about it. The things that are up might go back down. The things that are down might go yes. back up. But overall, at the end of the day, when we look at all your reports, do we have more forward motion? When we look at your analytics, do we have more organic traffic? That's yeah. all that matters. Um, and, uh, and, and so, yeah, I, I think uh, like from everything I'm seeing, and, and this might just be my own personal bias because I think I do a good job. Um, and, and that is like a, an absolute bias because I look and, and the vast majority of our clients are up and I go, oh, okay, they're rewarding good SEO. That's not necessarily the, the case. It's that I got rewarded. So, and, and so the strategies I'm using are working. It's yeah. Not necessarily the, the, that that makes me good. <laughs> this is the weird thing. I'm calling this the increase in traffic update because I'm seeing increased traffic across the board, which means I got nothing to put my finger on, except as you said, do make good content, make sure that the site structure is uh, is sound, make sure that it's easy to get from point A to point B and back again. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll you'll make sure your anchors are good. You'll probably do okay. Yeah. And, and it is changed from like when we were chatting um, last week, I had sort of gone, oh, okay, I think like I, the, the crawl stat spike that I had seen at the time um, was focused mainly on um, sort of e-com sites, if you remember our, our chat then. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the movements that I'm seeing now, e-com and, and travel, the movement I'm seeing now has gone outside of that. But uh, Speaking of crawl budget, intra- I'm glad you said that. Uh, I heard something interesting from John Mueller at, at SMX the other day. Um, I'm not sure I got this right. So I, I, I bounce this off you. Um, you can tell how important your site is to Google by how frequently and thoroughly it crawls it. So if Google thinks you've got a good site and you're doing good stuff in your space, that you're important to your niche and that um, 
that its users would value your content, chances are it's spidering you frequently or it's rendering you frequently. That, that's yeah. what I heard. That's exactly how I heard it, right? That, that is. Um, I do think there are, are some, probably some exceptions to that. I can't remember who was telling me of this story um, about bats. Um, like the, there's a website about bats and they, they, they all have fairly low link volume. Um, but they, all of these sites link together. All of them are very niche. And, and, and this collection that the, the, this SEO is working on, I want to say Greg Jarbo, but I know I'm probably wrong on that. Greg does bats? <laughs> it was just like it, it, this, this, it's not him who built it, just that he happened to be telling a story. I, I think it was about the, the SEO around this when we were having a conversation about link building. Um, you, t- you take, uh, that reminds me of this scenario though, because he was like, it has low links, but it's incredibly authoritative. This, this mm-hmm. one site that he was working on because it has links from only from 15, but these are the 15 most important sites in this niche, all linked to this site he was working on. Mm-hmm. None of them had tremendous page rank. They were all very niche stuff, but it, it was very important. You look at a site like that, would it need a high crawl budget? Probably not, but would it be deemed incredibly important in that niche to Google? Probably. So I think that's where we get a slight difference is if your content isn't changing a lot, Google may look and go, okay, we don't really need to be crawling you often. But in that case, it doesn't mean you're not important. It just means we need to put the crawl budget somewhere else. And we'll just pop by every day or two on a low level and just Mm -hmm. see if there's something new, but we're not going to crawl you aggressively um, because we just don't need to use the crawl budget for that because your site changes like once every two months or something like that. So, Indeed, indeed. With with that caveat, though, there is a sign that you're doing the right things and providing value to Google. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean that you're you know putting out that content, I think especially if you're in publishing or something like that. Like if you're a, if you do heavy, um, you know, use of content, if you're an e-commerce site that has a lot of product, reviews or, or product volume changes or product pricing changes or new products coming in and some going out. Um, I, I think you'd be able to use that as a very, very good sign as to how important you are. Now, how important you are in that context, however, only works if you can also see one of your competitors with roughly the same number of pages. You can see their metrics because all these things are relative, right? Like me compared to, I don't know, the New York Times, well, I'm going to be incredibly low. Search Engine Journal, one of the top industry publications, compared to the New York Times, can be pathetic on their crawling, right? But now compare them to Search Engine Land. Now you have your your baseline, yeah. right? So it, you it, compare it, apples with apples for it, sure. Exactly. So if you're a large agency with, like, especially if you're niche specific, you'd probably be able to use that data pretty well. For the rest of us, we'd look and go, I don't know, do I have a lot of crawl budget or not? Like, is that high crawl rates or, well, or not? One <laughs> so, thing. One way I'm going to be looking at that into the future is if I've seen us do a lot of content work and then I see Google um, take interest in that over a period of time and that interest remains sustained over that period of time, then I'm going to have a, I'm going to get the feeling that this content work has helped move the needle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So again, uh, as as an SEO, you're not given a lot of information from Google. Um, There's, great deal of information out there but what's the what are the signals and what's noise um i think i think if looked at properly this could actually be a signal um but it could also be a crap ton of noise too if you just you know if you don't know what you're looking at one Um, thing i just before because i know we probably got to go to break but just because it relates to this story if you notice a big spike in your crawl rate do not equate that to what you just did just Oh, indeed. For, um, for, for listeners, because it, I think you're right. I think it is a good signal and we can use this. If I see my crawl budget go up, I can assume that my site is being deemed more and more valuable or that Google's got more resources, one, one of the two. But um, if you saw a sudden spike, chances are they're just looking for, they're about to update or something. Like don't, yeah. don't go, oh, I'll, I guess I need to do another crappy blog post, right? <laughs> if that happened to be what you did right before this spike. Although... If you if if you're honestly thinking, should I do another crappy blog post or not? You should. <laughs> you probably should. Just make it a good blog post. That's right. Okay. On that, uh, we probably have to take not that I know, like I haven't been around for the longest time, but we probably got to take a break here on Webcology. So it is the uh, and I meant to mention this earlier before I got to see the blue screen of death, but you know what? It's the tenth of December. That means it's fifteen days to Christmas, and um, 
I just want a quick note here. If you, if anyone was thinking of like, you know, going and hanging out with family, but they wanted to isolate, say, for two weeks before going to see their family, tomorrow's your uh, no, how to, well, tomorrow's the day you got to make the commitment. I was going to call it the drop dead date, but wrong context. Tomorrow's the day you got to make the commitment. If you're going to uh, isolate for two weeks before going and seeing grandma, um, keep grandma safe and actually isolate before seeing her. Okay, we got to take a break here on Web College and Webmaster Radio.fm. It is the 10th of December, 2020. On behalf of Dave Davies from BSOC Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Media. We are back after these messages. For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, uh, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. I just wanted to bring us back with a big uh, a note we were, we were talking about Christmas uh, right before we left. Um, at sunset today, um, I want to wish a great big happy Hanukkah. Uh, to, to, um, to all of our uh, all of our friends of the Jewish faith, uh, so happy Hanukkah to to all, and and enjoy the next uh, the next few days of uh, of gifts and uh, gifts and joy. Yeah, peace and light to everyone and to their families for from now until forever. Absolutely. Um, thank you. I, I, I you know I would have absolutely spaced that. So, Dave, thank you. Oh. And I would have heard from Shoshana about it later too. <laughs> <laughs> okay um major rebranding move in the uh in the well is it is it the sem world or the search engine marketing world oh, um, you, you know what you you missed my rant on that one um, I, oh you got it you got it in early <laughs> that's i started with that rant i i shouldn't have jim i i should have saved it please give us your opinion on this one because uh, the, well, the the audience has has got mine now it should be sem full um but I mean, this is a, a, a seminal product in. Um, or is in, it SEMinal? It's an SEMinal product in an important industry. Now, we heard about uh, changes to the brand and, and insistence on a certain way of saying the name back in SEM Timber. Um, <laughs> but it just might be um, Cementus. I'm not sure myself. Um, but what I actually, what I really think it is, it's, it's easier for the European accent to say some rush than it is S E M rush. Um, and honestly, that's, that's the reason I think they went with it. Yeah, probably. And, and, and I'd sort of alluded to that, that a lot of people in North America go with, with S E M, uh, personally, as, as our audience knows, I would have just gone with, with just let the debate go, right? Like just who cares? Um, it strikes me that they're doing this on purpose because we're talking about it. And yeah. I, I was in two different SEO conversations yesterday, and guess what we were talking about? Yeah, talking about this. But what they will miss is now that we're heading into 2021, when we're at a conference, there won't be newbies to the industry listening to us have that stupid debate, talking about a major tool in a very fun, <laughs> you can control the conversation kind of way. Right. Well, actually, if we're talking about them, it'll be I like this and I don't like that um, aspects of it, rather than just sticking to the I've had a couple beer and this is a fun thing to argue about. Let's start talking about GIFs now. Right. Like <laughs> just the, the, the uselessness of it. Anyway. Um, nice color schemes. Yes. Cool. I, I, I mean, I, that's I, I totally love 
I'm, I'm, I'm they, iffy on their logo itself, the fireball, but no. But the, the whole thing is they made it clash on purpose. Yeah. Like, like again, this is this is an, I think it's meant to be a little bit jarring. But you know what? I got a feeling that's going to be the sh- the color schema of like 2021 moving forward. Uh, <laughs> things are just going to be a bit. It's it's like punk rock coming out of the uh, the uh, oil crisis era. Um, <laughs> You know, there's just going to be some, 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 some expressions of uh, suddenness moving forward. I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's a major expression of discontent with the way things are. A former Salesforce, sir, Richard Socher, is going to start a new search engine to compete with Google. Um, I mean, it's only been it's it's only been a matter of time for the last I don't know 25 years till somebody came up with something uh, to to challenge Google. We've had uh, a number of other contenders that have come along from uh, my favorite, Wolfram, Wolfram Alpha, to um, uh, DuckDuckGo. This one, uh, U.com, Y-O-U.com. Have, have you, have you, have you uh, signed up yet? I have not. If you go to U.com, you're presented with a sign-up page, and you're, you're able to join a queue to um, – you're on a wait list to, to use the search engine. Apparently, it's in alpha right now, and it's returning results. It's a, it's a working search engine, but not for everybody, not me yet at any rate. Um, but again, uh, Richard Socher is the former chief scientist at Salesforce. Salesforce has proven that they can uh, – Actually, I think Salesforce has become the Salesforce may well have displaced Apple as the most valuable uh, software company um, in the United States. Uh, I'm not positive on that, but I think I saw that on MSNBC the other day. So, from a behemoth comes maybe a behemoth killer. What do you What do you think? Is there a chance that Google could be threatened? No, and if they were, they just buy them, right? Like that's. <laughs> Um, you know, I mean, that's that's the, the the perk, and they don't seem to be scared of the lawsuits, like the antitrust lawsuits and stuff, right? Like they're not nervous uh, about that, or, or don't appear to be. I mean, obviously, they don't like them. They would rather just have unfettered access to whatever they want. Who wouldn't? But um, you know, they 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 seem to be willing to take that one on. Um, I, I think it'll be another also ran. I mean, I, I haven't seen like I haven't seen under the hood. I haven't seen why. And here's sort of why that's my default answer if if anybody was going to list why is are there enough people concerned about what google's doing that they're willing to give up the convenience and ease google is really good right like like it or not like yes i've found bad results yes we've all found bad results we can all poke at them for certain things but on on paid search they've done a really good job of clearing out the crap like most of the time i have decent paid search results in in my in my query results um they're they're they've got you know some some pretty good uh you know i like it better after the core update because my clients improve but they've got pretty good um organic results for the most part again there's exceptions but for the most part they're really good they're and they're constantly improving and they're constantly improving with layout so i think it is such a monstrous task just to even catch up to them in where they're at in their ability to serve their users that I just, I can't see somebody trying to take them on. Eventually they will fall. So one of these times I will be wrong, right? Like eventually all all things must come to an end. Once upon a time, Internet Explorer was just, that's the browser. Who the heck uses anything else? I was a fringe person over on Firefox, right? Like that, that happens. And eventually they go. What's worth Firefox was the browser at one time too. Then it became a resource hog. And then lo and behold, Google's browser took over, right? Like to almost make the point, <laughs> like is that they they just, they have so much access to so many things. And my phone is like, I, I but one of these days I will be wrong. We'll see. I mean, I, I hope it happens. I hope one day we see Google down at below 50% market share and 10 engines sitting there that let people choose what they want to use. Um, but at the same time, if they lost that market share, would they have the money to continue to push forward to be as awesome as they keep pushing the, the bench forward? And I mean, realistically, Bing didn't take off 
right? MSN search didn't take off and they had gobs of money, tons of engineers and a lot of brilliance behind them and access to my operating system. And they yep. couldn't Google. So I, I think it's a, a real, real long shot in this one. I think that uh, the next year or two will tell Google's future. Um, and you mentioned the antitrust, the antitrust hearings that Google's facing now. Google doesn't seem particularly frightened by them, mostly because Google's too damn big to really do a lot too. Yeah. Um, and I was, while, while, while you were talking, I was thinking, what could, if the FCC wanted to, what could it strip away from Google and force Google to sell off to stand on its own? And the only thing it really could do is knock Google's commercial engine away from its organic engine. And I just don't see that happening. No. Um, nevertheless, um, Souser is an extraordinarily wealthy man, um, yeah. one of the first people in at Salesforce. He, uh, he's not stupid. He's um, obviously biting off a moonshot of a project that'll take years to come to fruition. Yeah. But I wish him luck. I hope it works. Oh, I do too. I do too. If um, not, I'll take, the, I'll take the domain and do something with it. U.com <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, if you want to move yourself up on the list, on the waiting list, um, fill in a survey or get other people to sign up underneath uh, your book of your tracking code, get other people to, fill, to sign up underneath it. You'll move up on that waiting list. What awaits you behind the waiting list? I don't know. I ain't seen it yet. But apparently it's in there. <laughs> All right. Uh, if, where to go from now? I want to go to space because I think this is really exciting. Um, if you live in rural America or rural Canada or rural pretty much anywhere, you've, um, you've had a problem accessing the internet through, uh, through broadband. Uh, and, and believe it or not, in the United States, this is still a real problem. Mm -hmm. A lot of parts of Canada, um, somehow they've punched hardwires. They've, 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 they've punched uh, broadband access to all but the, the, the most remote parts of Canada. But in America, like you can be 25 miles outside of a major city and not have yeah. broadband access along comes spacex elon musk um and they have now launched their um literally thousands of miniature satellites that are now circling the world beaming the internet down to wherever it needs to be there's no wires there's um no difference between an urban area and a uh rural area to spacex it's all earth to them so it's out there it costs a lot about 125 bucks a month, um, and I think it's um, just under a thousand dollars to to sign up and get the equipment uh, installed. But once you do, um, if you've been um, confined to dial-up because you're outside of an urban area, those days are almost over, um, and it's only a matter of time till price comes down. I think this is really exciting. I, I, you know, anytime this this kind of technology moves things forward, I have to agree. Um, I, I, I think it's, it's fantastic. Um, there, there is always that, that, that part of me, um, and, and, and so many of the, li the listening audience will, will disagree with me. Jeremy, if you're listening, buddy, I already know you hate what I'm about to say. Um, but that looks and goes, okay, $900 million in federal subsidies just went to this. Why do we not own like, not, this isn't, I'm actually sure. not my money, but why do the people not own part of what that is about to be. Why don't they make some of that money back because they just funded it being done, right? Like that's, that's just my like, why are we just giving money to companies so that they can make more money, right? Like why are oh, we doing that? But whatever. I'm all for that too. Although I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very much all for that too. Public money should have public benefit. But in this case, I think there's a great public benefit. You're, you're just looking that, at the end goal. Well, think Which of the tax dollars that, America, the, the feds or state level can make by getting this many more people, giving them an economic opportunity. Could you imagine? I mean, I, I have no idea where I would be in life if the internet didn't exist. Actually, I know exactly where I'd be. I would be pushing papers somewhere into some filing cabinet and hating my life. You know what you bring up as, as a really, really, you immediately made me think of this. And one of the big drawbacks to being in our industry, well, not drawbacks, it's, it's one of the great things, it's one of the drawbacks, but one of the necessities in being in our industry is that you're pretty much going to have to live in a location where rent is 
higher than in many other areas because you need fast internet. You need so to your point, this opens up the door to all of a sudden you can kind of live anywhere, especially right now when we're in a world where we've all kind of learned that we can work remotely and, and still yeah. act like adults. Um, you know, I, I think you're, you you bring up a really good point, and that this would allow people to live in less expensive locations. Man, you could uh, live in the Himalayas, provided you could get a cell signal and be an SEO with with this access technology. to SpaceX's broadband. Yeah, um, you you could be in the middle of nowhere, and again, provided you got a cell signal, you can be you and can call your clients on the phone. You can be an SEO. Oh, who even needs the phone? We all do Zoom meetings now, anyway. <laughs> well, indeed, indeed. <laughs> Um, okay, we got, I think we got time for one more before we got to jump to break again. And this one, um, we mentioned the Google antitrust suits. Um, and Google doesn't seem to be so bugged about it because, again, how do you actually break up Google? It's technically, I'm, I'm reading, I'm not sure how you do that. Facebook, on the other hand, you could break Facebook into a whole bunch of little component pieces, and I don't think the machine itself would break. Um for instance, Facebook uh, uh, owns Instagram and uh, Snapchat, is it? Mm -hmm. um, or, or WhatsApp. Or WhatsApp, sorry, WhatsApp. Um, those could easily be resevered from the Facebook environment again and then they, and be standalone companies. Facebook is now up in front of the FCC and or FTC antitrust uh, suit. And um, it's... Uh, this is this isn't just political reprisal from an angry uh, Donald Trump administration. This is the FTC for real feels that uh, Facebook has abused its uh, position as the market leader is in social media. Yeah, I think they're going to do fine um, like on, <laughs> on, on, on this one. Like I, I, well, I look at it and go, if you try to convince me, Instagram, you you might actually have have some decent arguments because Instagram has basically crushed Pinterest. I mean, not Pinterest still has decent market share. I can't remember exactly what the numbers are, but but Instagram well. is, is dominating, and um, in part that is Facebook, and that's where advertisers go, so that that's where like the celebrities go and, and that sort of thing. But you try and convince me of WhatsApp, like from when I look at what it functionally is. Is it more popular than messaging my phone or Zoom? No. So you haven't actually, you have competition. Like you, you can't convince me that Facebook has pushed out competition because messaging my telephone and Zoom are all still my go-tos before I would ever hit WhatsApp. I mean, now I may not be atypical, but I, I have a lot of relatives who use it and We'll text first or maybe use WhatsApp for texting. But even that is only because my grandmother can blow it up bigger on her screen and see it better. That's the only reason the rest of us use it, right? Like, so I, I just, I don't, I think you'd be hard pressed on WhatsApp to tell me they're anti-competitive and they're ruining the competition because the competition is still strong. In that space, Instagram though, you, you might. So, well, and also the just completely sucking up all advertising dollars, um, having such a, power over who sees what um and uh the privacy concerns um i know the ftc is is concerned about facebook's lack of concern around user privacy um it'll be interesting to see where this goes i think yeah of course in the end they'll be just fine yeah um facebook isn't going out of business and it's almost certainly going to be the largest uh social network after this is done uh speaking of um, poor thing over at Parlor. Parlor? Parlay? I understand that they want it pronounced Parlor because Parlay sounds too uh, French. Um, <laughs> funny. Uh, but par Parlor, which was growing quickly a couple of weeks ago, has stalled. Um, I think it's because of the, um, uh, 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 well, it's 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 a theory I heard in, in a zoology class. I took back 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 in back in school years and years back about monkeys don't like throwing their poo at the wall when it doesn't hit other monkeys. Um, but I, I think it's called the monkey poo theory. I'm not positive myself, but I think Parlor is suffering from an insufficient amount of um, liberal monkeys to throw poo at. <laughs> And it's boring. 
to throw poo at the wall because it just splats. It doesn't do anything. Right. So yeah, that's the parlor. Parlor apparently is failing. Yeah, and that makes that makes sense. Like from from that, and, and that there would be a big spike, and we can say what we want over here, and there will always be a niche. But will that niche be big enough? And and, and that would happen in both sides, right? Like where you'll you'll hit like groups or whatever of like, and this is a group of like minded people, and they 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 spark, and I've I've joined them, even if it's just like not political, but even related to niche, and it's like, oh, we all do the same thing, and we're all sharing the same story. All right. She- as it really turns out, it's not that it's not the monkey poo theory at all. It's that um, uh, parlor has built itself as the place that will not moderate or um, stop, censor, or anything other people's comments. So it's become a home for pornography and for multi-level marketing scams, and the user experience has gone through the floor. Apparently, that's what's really happened over there. It's not that it's a boring place where there's no liberals to flow, throw to fling poo at. Um, it's just that it's unusable <laughs> because of all the porn, which means somebody's not optimizing properly. <laughs> okay, on that, we should take another break here on Web College on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 10th of December, 2020, two weeks until uh, till Christmas Eve. You listen to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beatsock Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger with Always Media. Stick around. We're back after these messages. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology and webmasterradio.fm. It's the 10th of December, 2020. It's Jim Hedger from News Always Media, Dave Davies for B-Cycling Net Marketing. And a, a quick programming note. Um, this is our second last show of 2020. We will be on next week. But as it turns out, the uh, 24th and the 31st happen to be, um, well, Thursdays, and we have, we tend to do our show live, and I'm not sure I'm going to be terribly, well, um, audible. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, like, come on, Christmas Eve and the 31st of what has to be the most craptastic year of my life, and it's weird, business-wise, this has been a fine year. But uh, just, you know, this is 2020. Like, it just sucked. So I'm, um, I'm not planning to be terribly articulate a couple of weeks from now. <laughs> but we will be here next week. Uh, we're going to be doing a best of 2020 show. Uh, what passes the best of 2020 show in 2020. <laughs> um, and we're going to be back the week after uh, New Year's on the 6th. So... Um, Quick story. We only, we only got a few minutes here. Um, this one looked really interesting. Lead form extensions. Oh yeah, yeah. I got it. I was I was so excited about this one. Um, I, I actually had to email a past client that I really wanted to use these for, and it failed because of lead form extension problems. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for folks that don't know lead form extensions. <laughs> um, it, it's a, it's a, a Google ads kind of thing. Um, and it's just, they'll fire up a lead form in, into the ad and the user can fill it out right on Google and, and submit this, this form. Um, it had two core problems with it. One, they picked the fields that you could have. Basic, I can't remember exactly what they were. It's been a while because I don't have a client that, that fits uh, fits them well, except for this one that I that I used to have that I that I had to email about these things and go, you need to try this again. I like them. We left on good terms, obviously. Um, but what they've now done is, or and and the second problem was you had to log in and download it. You could hook it up to mm-hmm. Zay, but. Uh, really baked in you had to actually it didn't have any web hooks built into it um to actually get access to this data they have solved both those problems you can create your own fields now on what gets asked on this lead form um and um it it now has web hooks so that you can have it pushed to email and and stuff like that while it's while it's immediately baked in the power behind that now just blows up right because you can get all of this information and we have a lot of clients that are um, like I won't list his industry specifically, but let's say it could have been real estate, right? Something, something like that, where you can just fill in your, your forms. Now that can automatically go to a system that will kick off a welcome email, let them know that it's coming in. You can fire off a thing through Slack, let your, your sales team know um, that this message has just come in, include all these forms. Like you, you could now make it almost instantaneous. What immediately happens after that form gets sent where you couldn't before. So if anybody hasn't heard of lead forms and you're in a lead Jenny kind of kind of environment, give it a look. Um, and if you have given the look before and decided that it was stupid, you're not alone. So did I. It is worth a second look. Excellent. Um, now, this obviously, like 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 you emphasized, lead gen. This isn't something uh, a B two B client would 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 really want on their system, unless that say it was triggering um, answers to questions from specialists. Exactly. I mean, you know, anybody could go in and and visualize it. I could use it, for example, if the cost per lead form was low enough, right? And if I had a transition. But if I was SEM Rush. For example, and I'm just going to keep saying that. Name. <laughs> um, if I was SEM well, Rush, invited back to a conference being sponsored by, uh... <laughs> they'd be like, "We've let you write for us before, but you're not allowed to anymore until you start spelling this correctly." And I probably never will. Uh, <laughs> I can but, tell what you meant when you wrote that. Yeah, exactly. I see what you did there. Um, anyway, <laughs> Danny Goodwin's going to be like, "We got to watch for that." Um, like you, you, you could because everything to me is it meant like on the paid search side, it's CPA. How much does it cost me to get a dollar? That's all that matters, right? When, yep. when I'm looking at this stuff. So if there's a use for it, might be worth trying out. And if you can get a conversion rate low enough, including the time it takes to answer them, but if you can just get somebody into an email cycle where then it moves from there and that's all you do with this is just move them into an email cycle where it scans for this word and goes, ah, this is the email chain to get you in or this drop down. That's the email chain to get you in. Great. And then they can contact you and bring you back or you can remarket them later with some display ads or something, whatever you want to do. But um, I, I think there has a lot of power to this system now. And, and yeah. now, as I'm talking through it, I'm like, okay, maybe I do have a client that I'm going to be exploring mm-hmm. with now because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I can, I can start just putting it into their email cycles a little bit better. So anyway. Okay. Dream job announcement. I'm telling you, if I was 10 years younger, I would be jumping at this. I'd be chomping at it, but um I think this is a, this is a uh, younger middle-aged person's job. <laughs> uh, Search Engine Journal is hiring a director of marketing. First time they've ever had a director of marketing in the position, which kind of shows how much larger the network at at SEJ is growing. Um, but I mean, look at look at what SEJ is doing. Eh? They're 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 getting into conferences now. They're doing um, online seminars. Uh, got their own podcast <clears throat> going. Um, <laughs> And uh, no, I'm, 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 I'm really, really, really pleased with all the stuff Search Engine Journal is doing. And they've grown big enough that they needed they need a director of marketing. I think that would be a uh, pretty intense gig, um, which is why I'm saying if I was 10 years younger, I would be chomping to go for it. Yeah, it, it will be. I know um, a, a person I love working with over there, and she's had to harass me many times going, your article's late. Um, but Angel over there. 
Um, she's just been transitioned over. They were looking for a replacement for her. The last job posting they had was a replacement for her because she was being sort of elevated to a new position. There was a brand new position there as well, as far as I know. Like, you're right. That, that organization is blowing up fast and it would be a really exciting time. You're right. I yep. would do it 10 years ago. Well, okay, I started a company and, and it was working well then too. But if I'd had that as an opportunity instead of starting a company, perhaps I, I would have looked very strongly at that. And knowing like Danny Goodwin's not an idiot and he's been there a while and he's like a good guy. They're a good organization. So well, Danny's, I'm not obviously Danny's uh, may, may, making a good career over there. I mean, he bought a house, didn't he? Yeah. Well, and, and, but the disadvantage, the disadvantage is if you take on that role, you do have to deal probably with people like me, you, Jason, Brown, like the people you have to put up with at work on a daily basis. Well, a little bit of, you know, we're friendly divas. I'll give, I'll give you that. <laughs> friendly, really friendly divas. And luckily, you don't got to put up with me that much. I, I probably only publish there once every year or so these days. But when I do, it's a hassle for everybody, I assure you. <laughs> <laughs> um, honest, honest to goodness, though. Um, I remember when, 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 when Webmaster Radio was, uh, was throwing conferences in the affiliate space and uh, I was organizing uh, the speakers list for those conferences. And that was a, that was like, it, it, it took like, like three to six months to set up a really good speakers grid, eh? Mm-hmm. And that was intense. You would be doing stuff like that and dealing with all the advertisers and dealing with um, tons of different commitments and, you know, Again, just the energy the job would take, but the uh, opportunities the job would create would be phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Okay. What else do we got here? Got to be at least one more story. Um, for the- You know what? I, I, I do have one, and it's by somebody that, whose name I've already mentioned on this show, not Barry Schwartz, um, but Greg Jarbo. Oh, yeah. Uh, over at Search Engine Journal, I published uh, something that I found really, really interesting. The top trending 2020 YouTube videos. Uh, now, it isn't actually the subject matter, which I didn't actually pay any attention to, and that's not what the what the article's about. It's the length um, of the YouTube videos themselves that, that's coming in. We think about the videos that we create um, and, and the videos that I that I push, um, you know, our, our, our clients to, to create and, and these sort of things. The average length of one of the top trending videos 18 minutes and 33 seconds. You're kidding. Really? Average length. Yeah, I know. That's, that's well, TV show length. Yeah. What I would be really interested to know is how far in, and, you know, I don't think they're giving us their stats, but how far in, like, what are people actually watching of that? Um, but Amazing. yeah, it, I know it's, it's far longer. So people are clearly wanting much more robust content. Now, a lot of that is just fun candy, like eye candy right like a squirrel obstacle course or dave Chappelle, right like these well, are these are it could be but i think i think of my use of youtube i like i like history i mean maybe it's my age or something but i like watching history documentaries it's not like i can go to the history channel to find actual history anymore right where do i go i go to youtube and you know what you're right about those 18 to 25 minute length videos um i i find really good historic content that you used to find on network tv but don't anymore um youtube's hit and miss of course (laughs) because there's a whole bunch of weird propaganda up there too um is there some there's an interesting breaking story that just got thrown into our into our feed i don't know why yet but um senator joss hawley of um missouri has uh just announced on the floor of the House that um, on the floor of the Senate that um, MasterCard is terminating use of their cards at Pornhub. We were talking about Pornhub earlier in the in the yeah. uh, uh, in the show. Um, MasterCard is is removing its services from Pornhub. Don't know why. Could have something to do with sex trafficking trafficking or kiddie porn there's been controversies around around the amateur section of Pornhub mm-hmm. in the last week um sorry to interrupt with that dave but i think that's uh given Pornhub is the fifth most trafficked site in the world wow that's um and rape videos studio just put three words um 
and rape. Okay, well, I, I understand why MasterCard doesn't want to be associated with that. Yeah, uh, indeed. Okay, that's well, just that's an awful way to close the show, isn't it? It is. <laughs> Let's find but another it's story. Not time. <laughs> it is. Um, okay, quick question. When you're transferring a URL from one place to another, say you're sending it to a, a client or you're putting it up, say, even in Facebook, mm-hmm. do you strip off the back tracking code, everything after the uh, question, everything just before the slash question mark? Do I? You Why ever do that? I? I don't know. I'm just curious. Oh, yeah, I do sometimes. Like when I'm posting them actually in our show, when I'm like posting them in, I'll usually have found them on Facebook or a social. You take off the Facebook click ID and that sort of stuff, I assume you're referring to? Yeah, the UTM, the UTM code. I don't even yeah. know why I'm asking, except I do it so frequently. I just put the quick question into our feed to remind myself to ask you about that. Um, <laughs> because every time, and I do it too. Every time I do, uh, um, a kitten dies. Because there's an analyst out there who is not getting the stats they ought to be getting. Right. We're, we're hurting ourselves, Dave. I know. I know. Poor okay. us. Poor us. On that, uh, it's that's a much better way to close webcology, I think, than rape videos. Um, so on that, on behalf of Dave Davies from BSOC Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. It's the 10th of December, 2020. Friends, as we're moving towards the uh, Christmas break, uh, remember, COVID is real. If you're going to go hang out with people, spend any time with people, you probably shouldn't. But if you're going to, be really, really cautious. Watch your hands. Wear masks. Stay six to eight feet apart from each other. Keep each other safe. The vaccine is here. Rollout is happening. You don't want to be the last person to die in World War II. You don't want to be the last person to, one of the last people to transmit COVID to somebody else either. Take it easy, be careful, be good to each other, rank well, and we'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.